But uh, please tell the children about uh, the Patreon uh, account that you started up. Patreon.com slash BTP pod, you mean? Yes, sir. That's where you can go if you want to send us a dollar. We don't we don't mind if you send us a dollar. We would love it. And you can uh, help support our podcast. It, does, it costs a little bit of money to make this every month to host all the files on the website and all that mm-hmm. nerd talk. So if we can find a way to pay just for that and then maybe have some extra money, we can start doing some uh, promotional stuff. We can make stickers or posters or, <laughs> or T-shirts or something. We yeah. can start uh, doing things like that. And if you send us a dollar, you'll get all this extra content yeah. that we're going to start putting out. Again, where it's in the infancy, but we're going to start putting out all this extra content you can get that you won't get anywhere else. Right. So if you go to the, you can go to our uh, page btppod.com and there's all the details about that on there I actually think he wrote that and Joan Osborne covered it you think so was it I think so I could be wrong because his version of it is like, oh. talk about yet we don't want to talk about bad stuff we've got enough bad stuff yeah going on, man. And like i said i haven't been on facebook basically since i've been to work and even though somebody re- reviewed uh hardwired uh the new metallica album <laughs> 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 oh and how did they review it uh not good <laughs> they gave it two stars out of four Reviewed this. Well, the the song on there the is hard. What is it? Hardwired for something. Self destruct. Yeah, hardwired to self to self destruct. That is the corniest name. I don't know. That's just like it's too Metallica. Yeah, it wouldn't be Metallica if it wasn't Metallica. You know, middle aged young individuals. You know, trying trying to stay relevant and uh, have this card <laughs> from it's uh, it's like. To David Lee Roth from Dave Grohl, get with the times, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that type of thing, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, they're always going to be relevant, to, despite you know the the years and whatnot. I mean, got to consider what who they've influenced mm-hmm. down the line. And there was whole, this whole big thing with Event um, Sevenfold because of. Uh, the way that they basically stole riff Metallica. Yeah. You know, other, you know, rightfully so. I mean, there's other guys sure. that came before them. It was de- it was blatant, though. You know, I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. I always kind of saw Avenged Sevenfold, and if you're an Avenged Sevenfold out there listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> but there's the phone going. We're, we're recording at, at uh, Sean's house. Yeah, so there's, phones, there's phones in the background and things. Uh, no, we don't worry about that. It just adds to the ambiance. The ambiance, yes. By the way, welcome to the Beside the Point podcast. We didn't do that yet. Ah, welcome, guys. There's Joe on one side. And there's Sean over there. 
it's uh, people are like, oh, they're just ripping them off, and they should. Wait, man, come on. Well, that's what I was starting to say. Like, Avenged Sevenfold to me was always kind of a, a poser band. Yeah. Well, I mean, and they, they were like pulling a lot of elements from like this, the emo stuff and the heavy mm-hmm. rock stuff, the your Metallicas and your even like Slipknot, like the shock mm-hmm. value thing. And it just seems like they've always they always just kind of. I didn't get it. I never got that. Yeah. There's a lot of people that ask, but very hedonistic type of things going on with those guys. So it was like, eh. But I mean, hey, they wind up selling out, you know, arenas and right. going to different countries. Isn't that Metallica's quote too? Yes. Like when someone calls them a sellout, they're like, "Yeah, we sell out every mm. damn concert we we what we do." So. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, and even when they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I was actually impressed, you know, by how they, you know. They mentioned their influences, like Thin Lizzy, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. You know, they, I mean, guys that are still doing it right now, and they have never touched foot in uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. I mean. So they at least have the, like, sportsmanship or whatever you want to call it to actually mm -hmm. say, hey, these are our influences, Thin Lizzy, Iron Maiden, and they're not even in the. They're not in the Hall of Fame, so. Yeah. Oh, that was your fault. Something seriously. Going eight shit right now. Yeah, because my phone's like way over on the other side. Technology, you gotta love it. But yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit of uh, AMAs on Sunday. American Music Awards, for those not familiar. Yeah. (laughs) And I had just gotten home, and they did the whole Prince tribute. You know, I think they had Sheila E on it. Sure. And it was very tearful. And he was my friend and, you know, my mentor. And I'm like, okay. So, and it, and I'm kind of glad I kind of missed it a little bit. You know, when you see Flor- Florida Georgia Line, like, win for a song that they covered or something like that. This is really weird, man. And then uh, Green Day, they, they debuted their new single, you know, with F-bombs included and everything like that. You know, talking about Trump and whatnot. Yeah. And like, oh, was that was that the AMAs where they got the crowd to start? Well, it couldn't have been the AMAs, but they did a concert recently. I saw on the news that they got the crowd to start screaming like "fuck Donald Trump" or something, and then they, mm-hmm. yeah, they, basically like that. Just so stirring up trouble. Well, yeah, it's punk rock, man. Yeah. And the thing is, they're probably one of the of the last true punk rock. Even if even when they did the whole Broadway thing, and I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is, they still write music. They still get out there and, you know, you know, write stuff that needs to be talked about. Totally. You know, and then uh, I was, me and Joe were talking beforehand about uh, how Sting got the AMA Merit Merit Award for his songwriting and everything. Just basically like a lifetime achievement type of thing, right? That they right. do with AMAs. Yeah. So I mean, same with the Grammys. You know, that kind of thing. And they, he he debuted his new song, I Can't Stop Thinking About You, and then he segued into you know, um, Message in a Bottle, and then uh, Every Breath You Take, and, and it was it was a weird arrangement. Hmm. If you're not a, if you if you get music, you know you'll know. I mean, especially songs that you've heard over 
and over and over again. <laughs> right. You would think that it, if they they could have arranged it in a in a certain way where it would just be ran smooth, you know. But it's it, it actually that song kind of reminds me. Yeah, they have it on Spotify. His new album's on there. Yeah. I mean, definitely poppy. But I mean, he he's a prolific songwriter. Number one. I mean, it's. I mean, even like the stuff that he's redone, like his own songs, like Sym- Symphonicities or something like that, where a lot of the different songs are done with a symphony. Okay. I, I mean, mean, and I, I didn't hear about that yet. Yeah. I mean, uh, everything she does is magic. I mean, very pretty. Um, it, I mean, it was in uh, So You Think You Can Dance, and they did it as like, you know, the whole group. You know, dancing in it, and uh, I was like, "Oh, wow!" Sure. You know, just the arrangements and everything. And then when his uh, Broadway play came out, "The Last Ship," my uh, my cousin Woodrow and his wife went to go see it, and he was actually in the crowd watching the show from the crowd, and nobody <laughs> like really like. Is that him? Yeah, like someone sitting next to Sting going, is, this is Sting's play, but is that Sting sitting yeah. next to me? And, you know, yeah. and, and every the, the, the reviews were just out of this world, you know. But for the man that's almost 70 years old <laughs> yeah. and still doing it. Totally. You know, like me and my dad went to go see uh, Earth, Wind & Fire in Chicago, you know, and those guys were tight I mean even playing each other's songs it was just something you don't get to see that yeah Earth, Wind and Fire and Chicago I think you mentioned that on here yeah yeah Chicago was playing and then they're playing Chicago's playing Earth, Wind and Fire songs Chicago Earth, Wind and Fire is playing Chicago songs and Mm -hmm. they're going back and forth jamming together on stage that sounds like an awesome concert yeah I mean I had never seen anything like that in my life you know and the thing is, and, you know, I got to share that with my dad. Totally. And, you know, even though we were in the nosebleeds, you know, like, please, dad, don't fall on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but to, just to see the joy of both those bands making everybody get up. Yeah. I mean, all across, I mean, we're up. If you've ever been to the United Center, especially for Blackhawks or Bull stuff, just you just look around and you just, like, see that. I mean, there's a lot of energy in that building. Yeah, I saw I saw um, Paul McCartney there about ten years ago, uh-huh. and it was I was again nosebleed seats, but it sounded 
sounded really good. I mean, it's it's pop music, so it's gonna it's not like loud chunka chunka yeah. guitars, but um, but it's it, it you know it's it's hard to to replicate sound in a in a big space like that in yeah. an arena. And they and, did it. I mean, and, it was and they just, do a pretty good job at the United Center. I mean, it, it, it's all about the production company too. But just for the fact that everybody kind of just got up there and just started, you know, going nuts and stuff. And they're talking. You know, Phil Collins comes out of retirement. Yeah, <laughs> they're they gonna Genesis is gonna get back together. That's what they're talking. There's, they're talking there's like about. A, there's like a yeah. Would all would both Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins. Yeah, no. From that's like original lineup, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? yeah. So I mean, from the lambs lot, the lamb lies on Broadway, right. all the way up to you know, I can't dance, you know, that type of thing. Right. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and even when um, Casting and Peter Gabriel played together at a Summerfest last year. Okay. And like I said, once again, my cousin went to that, and. You know, just you know, everybody's like, you gotta watch, you gotta catch these guys before you know, God forbid, they pass away. And unfortunately, we lost another musician this week too, another singer, um, Sharon Jones, I believe. Yeah, Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings. They were doing like neo, neo, not so much neo soul, but classic R and B with horns okay. and everything like that. She actually passed away from pancreatic cancer. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we talked we talked about the other stuff too. I'm just like let's let's just have can we just have one month? Right. <laughs> can we have some time here where we don't have all this uh this negative <laughs> well, just energy. Yeah. I mean, and even in that though, it's just like <sighs> you know, it it I had a feeling that It'd be that kind of year where everything, you don't wish for things like that, but, no. you know, it was just, it's it's been, it's been one. She, I guess, she, she had beat pancreatic cancer, and then she had a stroke during the elections. Good Lord. Yeah. So, it, it was one of those things, like, what, what can you, what can you, you can't do it, anything about it. I mean. No. That's the ebb and flow of life. You know, it's it's unfortunate, you know, that we lost another talented individual. But we have we've lost a lot of talented individuals throughout the years that weren't so famous. Right. You know, personally and, you know, whoever else is listening out there. So it's uh it's yeah, we it talent talent is a relative thing. Like you were talking about the AMAs. I've mm-hmm. always I mean, award shows to me are just something that's kind of neither here nor there. It's kind of fluff. Mm-hmm. And, like, the AMAs especially just seems like... And the Grammys has actually kind of gotten that way, too. Yeah. It's like... It seems like it's just all a commercial for something. Mm-hmm. And, they're like you said, they they're put out... You know, Green Day put out their new single or, mm-hmm. or Sting or whatever. And, it's, and I love Sting. And I love The Police and everything. That's actually one of my... You know, the bands that I really love. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, Sting's a talented dude. He definitely deserves, like, some kind of recognition. And uh, you know, rock and roll hall of fame, all that stuff just seems like it's all just kind of it's all just kind of fluff to me. And right. everybody has their bands that they like, and everybody has their like type of music that they like, whatever. And then translating that to the people that we like, everybody's like I said, everybody's talented in their own way. Mm-hmm. And we all have people that we know that are talented that or just special to us for whatever reason. 
and we lose them. And to me, those are just as, you know, everybody's just as important. Everybody's a person. So that's yeah. kind of how I see the world is that everybody's an individual person and you feel sad that somebody who influenced you or inspired you or, you know, made your life better with their music or art or whatever. Yeah. And they, you know, they're gone. And mm, yeah. like Leonard, we talked about Leonard Cohen. It was like his time kind of. Mm-hmm. He was sick for a couple of years, I guess, I heard. And then... uh yeah, but he was still touring. That he, was the thing. He put out an album, I guess, that said like, "I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm ready to die." Yeah. Well, <laughs> even like when uh, David Boy came out with Lazarus, I yeah. mean, he he knew his time was because he'd been very short. he'd been going for about a year, eighteen months with and trying he, to get trying to treat himself, and uh, yeah, and he and didn't even let anybody know. I mean, besides yeah. his immediate family, you know, and right. the fact that you know everybody's like, what. <laughs> You know, took everybody by surprise, yeah. Well, I mean, it was the first of a brand new year, and he was just gone, just like that. So it was kind of a he. He he did what what we've been saying too. He set the tone for like the whole year. Mm -hmm. Seems like, (laughs) yeah, indeed. I mean, there's still people still mourning it, and and the year is almost up. But the fact that you know, in in everything. There's always been an influence of some sort. It's not going to work. Uh, I'm sorry. Better, I think. Well, it's just like in the, and we're ruining this this really nice conversation we're having about <laughs> dead people. Oh yeah, I know this song. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think this was like the first. Like indication of what was going on, because I mean, a lot of a lot of different music that was coming out. Sorry, <laughs> you know, because everybody was going back. I think it started with the that Renaissance came out when uh, Amy Winehouse came out. Totally, you know, and I mean, and that woman had so so much talent, you know. Yeah, you know, and the f- I mean, and she. And, and the thing is, she was brutally honest about what she was going through. You know, I mean, yeah. she she wasn't trying to hide it. <laughs> I mean, her hit single was called Rehab. I mean, that's pretty obvious. It's about as obvious as it gets, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and she she dealt with the daily struggles of addiction and everything like that. You know, but it was just one of those things where it's just like. You don't see brutal honesty like that no. anymore, you know. So I mean, and just the the tightness of the band and everything like that, you know. And I mean, it, you know, even like this, this little part right here, that's that gospel stuff right there, man. Yeah. You know. Because how old is, how old is this song? Uh, this has this has to be at least five or six years old. But they they definitely had that model from like the old, you know, Motown stacks. Sure. You know, so it's that, like, yeah, it's like a new band that they're doing all this older. Well, yeah, I mean, and even in that, you know, like Mark Ronson, you know, he he's a producer and he he loved listening to old vinyl. I mean, back in in Britain, in Britain there was a certain certain wave called uh, Northern Soul. Where it was a mix of British and American music, soul music, that was just dance. You could just dance and dance and dance. 
And I mean, even to the point where there were certain factions, mods versus, you know, the yeah, rockers. Right. <laughs> you know, Quadrophenia, the yep. Who. Mm-hmm. And that's, and a lot of that stuff is still, it, it, it echoes. Totally. In there. I mean, fits in, um, fits in the tantrums. Thank you. Yeah. That's the kind uh, of stuff. What's the other one? That guy who was producing stuff by himself. Well, you can walk your cold heart, baby, right out of my life. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you actually stumped me on that one. Did I get you? Yeah, dude. I, I'm familiar with the song. I'm just like, huh? I can't even think of the name of the song right off the top of my head right now. I'm trying to like listen to this one too. So you know, but yeah, I mean, just and that's and well, that I was. Add that that's a uh, that's like a phenomenon or something that's happened. We call it like blue eyed soul over on this side of the pond. Mm-hmm. But the the British people have always had that kind of like affinity for for like the down home music because mm-hmm. that's like their down home. They don't really see color. They see like okay, these people are um, you know lower class whatever people like us. Like you know, you look at the Beatles in Liverpool. It's like yep. a lower class or you know middle class whatever city. I mean, think think about. I mean, even like you know. I want to check this out too. This is just dropped in to see what condition mm-hmm. Kenny Rogers song. <laughs> oh, dude. Let's see now. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that was going on. I mean, and the fact that they brought it back and get people up out of their yeah. seats and be. Interact with the yeah, crowd Totally You know Like instead of just Sitting there watching Or like There was the whole Dance hall thing So mm-hmm. people were dancing So they're like You have to play dance music Well R&B is like The ultimate dance music Right of course. At the time anyway You can't really dance To rockabilly music Necessarily or I mean unless you whatever, want To do the Lindy Hop Or whatever Yeah Let's, 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 let's take it. a Let's take a break And see if we can Not If we can't We'll listen to this song and uh, we'll come back and talk some more about some soul music. Try to get rid of some of these technical difficulties. We solved our technical problems. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think my phone's just nervous because it's in a new house. It's like, where are we? I don't understand. What's the Wi-Fi password? I don't know what the Wi-Fi password is. I'm confused. I'm so scared. Where is this house? <laughs> where am I? My GPS doesn't work. Is it? Yeah. I can't. I don't know what's going on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
if, if, if your phone could talk. Oh. Like, why? Why are we here? But your phone does talk. See, up there, see, there it goes. Your phone does talk. Just someone else's voice every time. Siri, let me know how it goes. Uh, <laughs> we were, I was, uh, we were talking about that track we were just listening to. Uh, there was a cover of the Kenny Rogers tune. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking, and, and I want to do like a whole episode or maybe even a whole series of episodes about about songs that are like cover songs that maybe you didn't realize were cover songs or yeah. whatever. Like, have you ever heard this version of this song? You recognize it yet? Madman drummers, bombers, and Indians in the summer with a teenage diplomat. Got it yet? This is Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yeah. This is the original recording he did from the Greetings from Asbury Park album. Okay. To me, it sounds like he's like drunk or something. He's like, right. He's totally trying to do like a Bob Dylan thing. Yeah, that's, that's all Bob Dylan. Yeah. Is this Maggie's Farm? No. No. Um, You'll get it in a second. We'll all, we'll all hear it in a second. Oh my God! <laughs> you never heard this before? I've never heard this. I got. Did I stump you again? You did, because everybody's always familiar with the Man for Man right. version, and like deep, 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 all the synthesizers yeah. and stuff. And this is just him with his like E Street Band and his. Like I said, <clears throat> to me, it sounds like he's drunk or something. Oh, he's definitely. Oh, he's definitely trying to do his best, Dylan, and it's not working. Yeah, it's, it's totally <laughs> weird. <laughs> Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, even like for you, that was his, and yeah. Man for Man covered that too. Yeah. But that was—it's all about the impact, though. Exactly. You it's know? all about arrangement, like you were talking about with that Sting song, mm-hmm. or like the—you the, said the way he did that stuff. I got that on the list too. Where yeah. He's doing the uh, the old police songs and stuff with an orchestra. Yeah. Totally changes up the uh, the like spirit of there, you know, the tone of the song when he's. When he's, uh, you know, it's it's arranged differently. I always think about like Layla, mm-hmm. you know, the way Eric Clapton did that whole other version of Layla, and I just can't stand it personally. But you talking about the unplugged, the version? unplugged yeah. acoustical version because there's so much emotion in that song, uh-huh. and he just boils it down to "You Got Me on My Knees, Layla," and it's just like, what? Is you don't really sound like you're begging. Eric, yes, you must. You must. You're begging, darling. Please, I'm. You're not. I'm not buying it. You're begging, darling. Please. No, it's not working, sir. Not buying it, man. You know, and it was just. It's one of those things where it's like, wow. I mean, you, you, you hear. I mean, there's so many songs like you were telling me about the Kenny Rogers one. I'm like, dear lord, what is this? (laughs) You don't catch it right away, or like you don't hear it, but then you're like, oh, that's that same song, and yeah. Like we were talking again, Leonard Cohen comes up because he wrote a bunch of songs that other people like that Hallelujah song. Yeah, hundreds of people have recorded that their own versions of that song, and he was more of a songwriter anyway. He wasn't really, and he tour, and then he started touring. When yeah. He was like fifty or something or sixty. Yeah. He was pretty old when he started touring. Mm-hmm. 
But the fact that his music was already out there, and yeah. the thing is, he was basically like, um, I mean, he didn't he didn't dress like other other rock stars did. No. You know, he came out with a with a double breasted suit, vest, yeah. tie, hat. He was a pimp. He was a pimp. <laughs> he was. I mean, I mean, even. I mean, you got to think about Charlie Watts, too, from um, Rolling Stones. Yeah. Because you never saw him without wearing a suit. You know what I'm like, saying? Yeah, he was, like, trying to dress the part of, like, looking professional or yeah. just, like, having a look. And, yeah. You know, and everybody, <laughs> I mean, Mick Jagger kind of followed through a little bit. I mean, Ronnie Wood, you know, he was he played with the faces. Right. You know, small faces and then the faces. Rod Stewart was in that band. Yeah, so I mean, he was he was the, the rough and tumble dude, and then you know, Keith, of course, was the wild like, man. That's like a it was like a garage band. That that story always makes me laugh too. Rod Stewart going from like garage band stuff, "Stay with Me" and mm-hmm. all those crazy like sexual songs he was doing, and then right. fast forward to him doing, and it, and it wasn't even like recently. You're talking like '80s, yeah, '70s into the '80s. He was doing like these. Um, like lovey-dovey, the rhythm of my heart is beating like a drum. Like, yeah, he's just like on this whole other like singer, like singing the American Songbook. More yeah. recently, you know, I mean, that's, and he's still like grinding his hips and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's a little disturbing. <laughs> and, and he's like seventy, and yeah, but you know but what? He, he could pull it off, though. <laughs> but your Tom Joneses and your all those guys that from the sixties, seventies that were just. People yes. don't think about them like that. That they were like these kind of like womanizers, or like, especially a Leonard Cohen type person who's like, "Oh my God, his songs are so beautiful." But he's like a. No, he, he said he's a pimp. He was a pimp. <laughs> you know, I mean that's that's how that was his angle for like trying to. Yeah, and that that that's basically the 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 presentation that. I mean, you can't beat that. You can't beat that with a stick, dude. I mean. If half these bands that we see would come out looking, you know, kind of pimpish, you know, getting the ladies' attention, you know, singing. I mean, God forbid. I mean, God forbid you want to be sweating in a in a a suit jacket and whatnot. Yeah, that's that's probably the thing that deters people. Yeah, you think about the the Beatles again on like Ed Sullivan. They had the suit and ties on, and then you know, I mean, it's 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 a natural elevation. Right. You know, basically. I mean, think about, you know, the Temptations and Four Tops. You know, even, like, Supremes. That kind of era where you have to, you know, when you come out and you want to shine, you want to leave a lasting impression. Right. That's how you do it. And you're, and you're like, you're, you're taking the word professional to its most full meaning and you're putting on a suit or a nice you know, woman wearing a nice dress yeah. and it's in your the presentation is is not about and then you know punk we talked about punk rock <clears throat> punk rock came along and people are wearing all kinds of different crazy clothes but yeah before like that happened ro- rolled out of bed <laughs> before that happened you know you look at elvis and then elvis would wear like a a pink or blue like suit and it was like a leisure suit almost mm-hmm. the stuff he was wearing so they were like he was throwing you know throwing a wrench into the works a little I'm, bit i'm the king baby Sometimes. But at the end of the day, they were still trying. Like he's still wearing a suit. He still mm-hmm. got a presentation of no, just being out professional. Yeah. So, you know. so this is Mayor Hawthorne, by the way. Yeah, we were talking about these like 
throwbacks to the 60s music. And I heard this guy makes just put his own tracks together. He was trying to do samples, mm-hmm. like making hip-hop tracks or whatever. And he started just making his own 60s-type music to sample. Because, like, Motown or whatever wouldn't give him permission to sample stuff. So he just, I'm a, I'll just make my own then. And it'll kind of sound like Motown. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, honestly, we need more music like that because... Garbage that I hear Or it'll, it'll occasionally pass my ears I want to chop my ears off Yeah You know But that's what And that's the sad part Because that's what You know Everybody's Oh it's good music Like no Yeah No it's not It's, it's not this, this is the stuff that like Makes me turn up my ear And go I like this You know and Because yeah. it, it's a throwback to that old It's like that timeless kind of sound Yeah and, and, it, and it was again. It was a formula that worked for a lot of people, and there's a lot of different kinds of music. But mm-hmm. you, you know, know that sound still resonates. That type of song yeah. still resonates. Yeah. And he just like updated the lyrics. You're pissing me off and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I heard that, I'm like, why? Why have I never heard this old song before? Yes. It, it sounds like an old, you know, soul <laughs> like Four Tops or something type of song. Mm-hmm. You know. And, here, and here's that Sting song where he's doing it with the orchestra. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it was just a. It just caught me totally off by surprise because, yeah, I was I was watching. So you think you can dance? <laughs> and this was this this was on there. Yeah, this is like the huh. group dance. So okay. it was very fantasy uh, influenced, you know, yeah. with the jesters and everybody jumping around and you know. Presenting a rose to his love and everything. Yeah, this is like ballet music almost. It says it's an orchestra or symphony, yeah, but the full of harmonic. Yeah, but it's it's almost like got that vibe of. I'm thinking about like the way they redid some of the Beatles stuff for that love, and I keep mentioning the Beatles. I don't mean to. <laughs> Not like they're my favorite band or anything. Right. But they redid uh, some of the. They reworked some of the tunes mm-hmm. and put some orchestration on them for Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. And and then, uh, and then I went and grabbed that album because I was like, "This is different. This is interesting." You mm-hmm. know, and it's all about interpretation too. You know, yeah. and I mean, just like this, I'm just like, "Oh man," because it just gives you that light, airy feeling. Not yeah. everything has to be dark, even though I do prefer some dark stuff. Yeah. You know, because this is—I mean, this is like a heavier, heavier song. It's it's got it's got a very driving. You know, '80s pop rock thing to it, and mm-hmm. then you you throw a orchestration on it. Like, yeah, I mean, and with flugelhorns and shit. It's like <laughs> that's he said flugelhorn. He said flugelhorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. You have to excuse me. I'm a little flighty today. <laughs> I've, I've had a very long day at work, and then you know. But this is the type of stuff that. That keeps me going. Totally. You know. I mean, and even like we were talking earlier about the new song. Oh, that's an earworm that won't leave you for a while. (laughs) But it's classic rock. It's classic pop music. Totally. But it's, they said it was like five or ten years since he's been in the studio to do a full on like rock album. Really? Okay. Okay, yeah. You know, I, I guess 
because I, I I was reading about it in uh, Rolling Stone, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm looking at my mortality right now. Sure, but he, he but he didn't want to make it sad. He wanted to you know celebrate life, and you know, because you know with all these different people passing away. He brought up Prince, by the way, too. You know, and he's yeah. like, what a talent. What a talent to just be gone just like that. And right. it's like, yeah, that type of thing. And that was one of those things that resonated. Like, Prince resonated in every genre. Every type of person came out of the woodwork. People who were fans of just his movie mm-hmm. or people who were, you know, they... Because he was in all these different realms and areas of music and the mm-hmm. way he did he played all these instruments so he's influential to guitar players or whatever yeah. and because i used to hear i mean my cousins would actually go to minneapolis or travel around to follow him there's that's you know that's how in depth they were with them yeah and I still like. I still love the the album controversy. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I still love that album, and and it's funny because he did a version of One of Us. I actually think he wrote that, and Joan Osborne covered it. You think so? Was that? I think so. I could be wrong because his version of it is like, oh. I mean, he he had his religious beliefs and whatnot, but sure. it was one of those things where it was like, uh, okay. I mean, it's like a live version of it. Mm-hmm. Did he do it in studio too? I'm I'm trying to because I think it was live because yeah, it's it's all live, but. So he actually covered her. He covered that. People are probably like trying to figure out what's going on here. Right. Like, what song is this? This isn't a Prince song. Wow, that's interesting. Actually, this is a song written by uh, Eric Bazilian from the Hooters. The what? The Hooters. The Hooters. Yeah. Um, when we... Oh. What, I think... I'm trying to think. The Hooters. I think it's like... Oh, my God. That's definitely interesting. This is a cool looking video too. Okay, I'll post this video on the on the on the, uh, on the page. Yeah, it's I'm definitely gonna... an interesting uh, find there. Why? Yeah, but I I love to hit that version. It sounds awesome. Yeah, you know, even when he did um, the best of you during the Super Bowl, and that was just like that was one of those things. Oh dear lord. Um, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was Sting still. Oh, uh, um, the thing is, you know, because he he didn't want he didn't like his songs covered so much. And then when the, the Foo Fighters covered "Darling Nikki," 
Yeah. And, you know, that was a whole, <laughs> that was a whole like, oh, are we going to be in trouble type of thing? But and Dave Grohl actually uh, accounted this. Like we were at home watching the Super Bowl and stuff, and Prince came on. So like everybody, like you know, Prince, whatever. And then they started hearing the best of you in the middle of that. <laughs> so he's like, "Oh my god, can, he actually you, acknowledged us." You can on tell. That. You can tell. Like he's got a sense of humor, and he's got like a. Mm-hmm. He's got that little. And Michael had that same thing. Michael Jackson had that. Like Brooke Shields tells a story when they were hanging out. They were both like coming up at the same time. Uh-huh. So they were both kind of friends because they're. She was a model, and he was you know a singer and stuff, and they got to know each other and started hanging out and people thought they were dating Ooh, what's michael and brooke shields doing together you know and then uh he would he was like talking about she was telling stories about his little like he was trying to play like little practical jokes on people and just being silly or when like when he got into that uh um into that like hyperbaric chamber thing yeah it was just at like some hospital they were at a hospital doing when he got his hair Burn, right, yeah. something like that. It was like when, his, he, when they burnt, he burned his hair, and he went to the hospital, and he's, he's all good. And he walks out in the hallway of the hospital, and there's that hyperbaric chamber sitting there. He's like, mm-hmm. "I want to climb in and take a picture of me." And then they put it all over the tabloids. Yeah, and he just Michael's in an oxygen tank or whatever. Like oh, he's dying. Oh my god. Yeah, or he's just a weirdo. And yeah. then and then because I found an article too where they're like, "Why was it so weird that Michael was doing that?" Because <laughs> a lot of people were like doing that. It was like a cleansing thing, or it was just good for your body oxygen, or something. Yeah, oxygen tanks yeah. and whatnot. You know. So. I wonder if I could find that article while we're sitting here talking. There's a little Bowie coming up. I just, just kind of put some random stuff on here. Yeah. But speaking of heroes, <laughs> there's heroes <laughs> for you. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Like I said, people people passing away. Like I said, I, I made a joke online about people are dying that i've never even heard of mm-hmm. <laughs> like that or you know people that are famous that i don't know who they are <laughs> like that's how many people we've lost this year and yeah i mean and it's sad to like you know like, oh i've lost track yeah what's going on <laughs> okay seriously hot-blooded hot-blooded Dude, yeah foreigner yeah what did you What did you do? You put up like a no. I'm on hot button. Oh, hot button. <laughs> oh, on the playlist that I had on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> That's so funny, dude. We're oh, gonna go through the playlists. That's funny. Yeah, we need to go through some more of those playlists and, yeah. and like start building them, and then we'll do some episode. Like I said, I want to do an episode about like cover songs, like that mm-hmm. crazy version that Bruce Springsteen. That's the original version, and it's like totally sounds different you didn't even catch it till like Mm-mm. you hit the chorus and then uh or like samples hip-hop samples we already kind of touched on that a little bit with yeah. one of the when we were talking to our buddy brandon it was like episode 20 i want to say somewhere in there mm-hmm. where he uh we started talking about like all the, all the feuds the east coast west coast feuds and stuff and we we wanted to get into like samples and we never got time for it but yeah oh, so i need to get him back on here and I'm do some talk about some samples and sampling. We must have our samples. I was listening to some uh, like garage band music. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Detroit Cobras. Oh, Det- the dirt, dirt bombs too. The dirt out, bombs. Yeah, out of Detroit. It's definitely gotta check some of that out. Definitely something that. Cause you know that's why I really hang out with you to like you give me recommendations for music to listen to. That's what I do, babies. That's <laughs> of like shit do. that no one's ever heard of, and I'm like, why uh, have I? Why has no one ever heard of this? Because no. it's awesome. Like I said about the 
people pass away. Like, why have I never heard of this person? They're awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then, like I said, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just like, mm. then you hear this song. Which, by the way, uh, Jacob Dylan ruined this song for me. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. When he... Uh, Wallflowers did it? Yeah. When yeah. he did it for uh, Godzilla. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we can find that soundtrack. <laughs> the Godzilla soundtrack? You want to play a song from Godzilla? <laughs> Let's see. We don't need to play this. There was there was some uh, interesting tunes on there, I remember. Yeah. That, yes, I found it. <laughs> oh, come on. The albums. Yeah, Godzilla, the album. Jamiroquai, Rage Against the Machine. No Shelter. Ben Folds, Five. There's only three guys in the band. That's the joke. Yeah. I like uh, Untitled by Silverchair. That was actually really good. Undercover. I'll play that song, actually. That's a good one. I like Silverchair a lot, too. That was one of those bands that was kind of like... no, They had a couple hits and stuff, but I was like, I liked it. And then you find out that they're, they were 15 when they recorded their first album. Yep. It's like, okay, <laughs> respect. Yes. Uh, how about uh, P. Diddy? Oh, yeah, that... <laughs> and then Jimmy Page showed up with him on yeah. SNL. Like P. Diddy, Daddy, Puffy, whatever his name is now, playing that song on Saturday Night Live, and yeah. Jimmy Page is like, dun, 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 dun. so you're signing off on this? You're like the jerk off that doesn't want. You're like he's like a perfectionist. That yeah. guy, hey man, when, like, when the money's right, when the I money's guess right, I guess he got paid enough. Oh dear lord, maybe oh. maybe, maybe that was the first time he found out he was going to get paid for it. Yeah. Maybe he didn't realize that he could get royalties before that point when someone else did one of his songs. They're like, nope. Even though that's a whole other controversy that Todd would always bring up, and he hasn't been back in a while. But he wanted to talk about the whole Led Zeppelin controversy where they covered and stole people's songs without crediting them and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, there's the Plutons. I think. So this is turning into a preview episode of, of all the things that we're going to have coming up. And oh, we are yeah. going to do them. We're not going to not do them. It's not like, oh, we're, they talked about doing that like two months ago and they never did it. We're going to do it, but Shut it's just going to take some time. Right. Oh, the Plutons. I mean, they did a whole... The Plutons? Yes. They did a, a version of Come With Me. They did a version of the Diddy song that was a version of I a believe, Led Zeppelin song? I think so. Yes. Oh, this is comedy gold, dude. Come on. Look these guys up. See where these guys are from, dude. What are they called? The Plutons. Spell it. P-L-U-T-O-N-S. Plutons? Yeah. The Plutons. The Plutons. It's not popping up on uh, Wikipedia, so they're not—they're not real. They're in your—they're in your imagination. The only thing that comes up is uh, the list of Aqua Teen Hunger Force characters, whatever that means. Is there a, is there a character called Pluton or something yep. on Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Oh, I M- mean they MCP do- pants. That's who this sounds like. MCP yeah. pants. Oh my lord. I don't I don't know if this is like right, but they actually have their their it's cover obviously they're doing they do no no no, cover, no quarter dude. 
Oh, they do keep the faith by uh, <laughs> Bon Jovi, dude. Keep the faith or uh, keep the faith. Okay, see, I'm gonna turn that off because that's just gonna annoy me. Um, yeah, and their their album is called Advanced Warfare. Where are you finding this on Spotify? On or Spotify, YouTube? dude. Oh God! That sounds like that sounds like John Bon Jovi too. I gotta find out what the hell is this that's that that just hurts. Oh, uh, John Bon Jovi kind of sucks too. So, yeah, I. Uh... Oh, they do raise their hands too, dude. I got okay. I want to see how bad they ruin. Oh dear lord. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Advanced warfare. This sounds like a karaoke band, dude. That's what. That's what it seems like. Or like one of those bands that just does cover songs, like the. Gotcha. They do a whole album of a bunch of so it's Zeppelin and then they go into they and they go into the Bon Jovi stuff. Yeah. Then they go into Aerosmith. Then they go into ACDC and then they go into <laughs> Oh my god. Stupid. Yes, dude. And then they go to Guns no, N' Roses. No and they're doing No Son of Mine by Genesis. Yeah, they're, they're, so there's like a bunch of 80s, Winds of Change, Cats in the Cradle, No Son of Mine, Ironic by Alanis Morissette, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, uh, dude, those are horrible. Mm-hmm. By, uh, what is it? Uh, Crash Test Dummies. Crash Test Dummies, yes. Mm-hmm. I can't take any more of that. You gotta stop that. <laughs> Turn that shit off. Actual oh, people who made the actual songs. Oh, that was. I'm sorry that that just had that. <laughs> I'm gonna follow these guys just because I am just amused as all get I'm out. Not, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm not amused at all. Oh come on! I mean, come on. When you could cover cover, uh, <laughs> come with me by. <laughs> It's P. Diddy, Diddy Daddy, oh, Puffy, God. whatever his name is. Dude, that's just so awesome. My eyes hurt. And the fact that we can, you can't actually bring that up on, on Spotify. It's it's blocked. Oh, what no, it's it's not blocked. I found it on. No, I mean, but the original one. The, the, from the Godzilla oh, soundtrack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Diddy's on, uh, is Diddy on that whole crap they did with, uh, what's that thing Jay-Z and all those guys did? Uh, that new music listening service. Oh, title. Title. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Which is like a bunch. There, it's like a bunch of nonsense because yeah. they've got. Because I'm not. I'm not spending what twenty bucks a month. On yeah, or just like weren't they selling individual albums too? Where it was, yeah. it's like, oh, it's in like this HD audio format, yeah, like super heavy. It's like each song is like ten gigs or something, and it's mm-hmm. just, I'm like, there's no reason that music needs to be that. It's the, not that serious, the best right? digital format you can get is a WAV file, mm-hmm. which is like the truest digital format. And maybe there's something that they've invented or figured out. 
but as far as I knew that that was it and that's how we record this podcast in wave format and it's like a gigabyte for an hour worth of audio mm-hmm. and then you can compress that down and do all that stuff with it but at the beginning it starts out as a wave file and, and they're just they're just trying to rip people off by telling them oh this is like super high quality music mm-hmm. and it's like uh, some uh, what do you call it? The placebo. Some, the placebo effect. People are like, yeah, it does sound better. No, it doesn't. They're just mm. tricking your ear because you spent $80 on one album. So yeah. and they're trying to make you that. think it sounds better. You know, so, uh, yeah, no. No, I'm, I don't see yeah. I don't see that happening. No. You know, but he, uh, in better news, besides, you know, you know, music, music people trying to rip you off. <laughs> um and rip other artists off. And yeah, and everything like that. Uh, Michael Jordan, number 23, receives a pres- Presidential Medal of Freedom from from uh, President Obama. Huh. And, I mean, they're showing a video of it, but that's pretty cool, man. Something to lighten the day. Totally. You know, with, with everything going on and everything. So it's just like... You could say it's one of those, like, he's, like, sneaking stuff in at the end of his presidency or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. You know, he was probably going to do that anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just the <laughs> fact that we need some some positivity because, totally. man, this ne- these next four years, dude, I'm, I'm just, eh, it is what it is. But, hey, Cheap Trick is playing at the Genesee Theater sure. March 11th. You're just flipping through Facebook. I, I'm <laughs> just trying to figure out what's um, going on, dude. No, I had uh, I actually had something flip through Facebook. Mm-hmm. There was something that I wanted to talk about. Well, I, well, I started to mention that I've been listening to some uh, garage band. Yeah, there's one from Chicago called "The Shadows of Night." Is who I was really talking about. Okay, they uh, they're doing some shows around the area, and I'm actually going to work with them in a couple of weeks. Nice. I think, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. So I was just like checking out their music, hmm. and I was like realizing how like just. That whole that whole vibe of those garage bands was really cool back in the day, oh, yeah. and they had you know what they had to be like, oh, and what just, was going on with just again, and that was like that was like the precursor to like the punk rock stuff that we mm-hmm. were talking about too. So it's like kind of like that anti-established vibe where they're just jamming out in the garage and they're covering songs and they're writing their own stuff and they're yeah. just banging on a guitar to see what it sounds like and messing around with new sounds and things. Somebody was telling me that this was like their best tune. This is like a slower R&B kind of thing. Sometimes I think about the folks back home. And 12 yeah. More like doo-wop almost. Right. They figured this was made in the 60s before any of that other stuff happened. Right. So that was, like, again, that was the vibe. They were just, like, throwing ideas at the wall. Let's play a doo-wop song. Let's play a surf music, you know. Mm-hmm. The Beach Boys are popular. Let's do a surf song. Let's do uh, whatever, you know. They were just kind of throwing ideas at the wall. and Whatever drugs they were doing or not doing or, you know, whatever was going on. It was just, like. And there was a lot of drugs being done. Yeah. But, you know. Granted, the lyrics are probably not quality, but even so the, in that, that's what I like about this stuff. Though it's like got that that grittiness to it, and it's not—it's like imperfect with the recording and all that stuff. So it's like a different vibe. 
yeah. kind of throws. I, I, we were also talking recently about how stuff can be overproduced, and you can overly do something. And yeah, it sound like garbage. Like a lot of these bands are using a vocoder or, or auto tune or something, mm-hmm. and it just makes the music sound kind of funky. But uh, and like they don't necessarily need it. You're right. Like an Owl City or somebody probably doesn't need to. To like tune his voice, put his voice through a, a vocal quarter like that. He's trying to like do a different sound. I get it, but it's like Firefly. Yeah, it's like you're overdoing it. <laughs> oh lord! Oh, God. It just it's to me it's like uh, what they call the uncanny valley, where it doesn't. It's yeah. like it doesn't sound human anymore. Like it's you know it's a human, but it's, you know it's not human also at the same time. So you're right. like, it just like throws off your whole thing. Like when you, and if you don't know what the uncanny valley is, it's like where you see a, a mannequin or something that looks like a, like you go to the wax museum. Mm-hmm. And you're like that looks like whatever Taylor Swift or whoever is at yeah. the wax museum, but it's not of course. But it looks like her or a robot that like assimilates human stuff. You're yeah. like this is creeping me out because this robot looks too human. <laughs> Like there's a there's a level of you knowing it's a robot or you knowing it's a wax statue or whatever, right. and then it like there's like a a, a a line graph where it like can, it crisscrosses. Yes, and you go, that's freaking me out because it looks too much like a human. I know it's not a human, but it looks like a human. It's freaking me out. There's that silver chair song from the Godzilla soundtrack. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> I actually, and the funny thing is, I, I kind of dug it just because it was Led Zeppelin, but... I, yeah, I wanted to like that song, oh, that uh, Puff Daddy song. I wanted to like it, but it just didn't, I don't know. And, and Godzilla came out in, tw- in 1996. It's, that movie's 20 years 20, old? 20 years old, yep. Oh, dear Lord. People who were born when I was in high school are, <laughs> are allowed to vote. Yes. That's I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> People who were born in 1998 oh. are 18 now. Yeah. It's a frightening thing. Because I see kids all the time come in and buy cigarettes. Oh, I'm 18. Yeah, keep it up. Your you ID know. only says 1990. This is a fake ID. Your ID says 1995 on it. You're yeah. not 18. Wait a minute. Yes, you are. You're 21. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you you do, and it's it's a sad, sad thing. I I, I just feel so old when, when when I see these kids that look older than me, and I'm like 20 years past them. Yeah, you know, and it's just oh, die makes you want to bang your head several times. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I here? <laughs> Oh my you're here. To, you're here to make this this podcast. That's what right. you're here for. We're here to have a have a good conversation and forget about our problems for a little while. Right. Ugh. Forget about our, our nonsense. <laughs> Ar- arguing with our our uh, neighbor or our ex or our whatever. Yeah. We don't need any of that. No, we don't. Just come on in. Come in, come on into the beside the point podcast. Right, the water's warm and it's yeah. not too deep. It's not you can you can just wade around, but you're not going to drown. Right, and you would think so. Wow, that's uh, that's interesting. What you got? Oh boy, uh, 
it's something good. We can end it on something good. No, no, no. it's something bad. We don't want to talk about. No, that. we don't want to talk about that. So, yeah. So this is 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 abbreviated as this is. <laughs> yeah. We can you have know. some short ones every once in a while. Yeah, you know, but we, just a little touching base with everybody that yeah. that's been listening to us. Um, it's it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you know? we're trying. We're, we're we're just trying to, to, like I said, we're trying to cope with everything. We're trying to get through life, and we're and as far as Sean and I go, we're we're keeping the the podcast going and trying to keep it out, putting it out every week so people can hear it and people have new content and people have something to listen to or whatever. So uh, here's some sting to close it out for us. Yes, <laughs> some more sting. You know, just just uh, let let his voice just caress over you. Yes. <laughs> this is off. Yeah, this is off his new album, Fifty Seventh and Ninth. Talk about promotional stuff. Oh, they just do oh, the stupid uh, music awards show. They just do that to promote yeah. stuff. Hey, everybody, here, listen to this new sting. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like something that you would play on uh, She Radio W. S E S H E She. Oh my God! One hundred point three, geared towards the female listeners. You know, sure. More lighthearted stuff, poppy stuff. That uh, what they call it, like adult contemporary type music. Where it's yeah, it is. easy to digest and and still you want to run run your car through a brick wall. Come on now. <sighs> This is this is good upbeat uplifting music, man. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> it's well to round out the whole discussion about like Metallica and stuff. When uh, when Sting can still do this and it's still making decent music, yeah. Or and, like uh, mm. you know, you think about what you said about Iron Maiden or these, mm-hmm. or when you saw Chicago and mm, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and they were still playing their old stuff, but it was like they're still playing that. You know, they can still play well. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's what a lot of... Green Day, they're still putting out music, and they're trying, you know. there's And Metallica's trying, too. We're not saying they're not, but just, like, there's these dinosaurs that are trying to, like... stop it. They need to, like, capture an old... Fucking stop it. They're, they have, they're trying to, like, capture their old-school original sound, and it's like, dude, just make whatever music you're into now and just quit trying to, like, be... Like to fit into a box or something. Oh, I don't know. God, just just stop. <laughs> Your merch will probably still sell after you've left this yeah. earth. Just stop. My God. <laughs> We're just gonna end it right there. <laughs> I, I know I, I know I sound insane, but trust me, it's been a long day. <laughs> and f- like seriously, just stop. Large. You suck. <laughs> you haven't been good since probably ninety. Uh, and when you have younger younger dudes that are outscoring you, like bam bam, and playing your songs a lot better than you, yeah, just just hang it up, brother. Sure, you've made your money. The fact that you actually joined up with Napster, the band has joined up with Napster, the the same company that they sued. Yep, and now they join. I'm like. Oh. <laughs> now we got to pick another song to end on because we, we didn't end yet. Oh, Eric Bazilian. Did he? He's the writer of one. He of wrote us. the song "One of Us" by Joan Osborne. Uh, yeah, I was trying to see if there was any the optimists. And like I said, he was part of a band called Hooters. 
It sounds. It, I think it's a British band, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, this is totally him. What if God was what? This is off his album The Optimist. Ooh. A song called Kid from Outer Space. Hmm. There's, also, there's also a song on this album called U G L Y. Whatever that means. And the band he was in was called what? The Hooters. The Hooters. Is that a reference to owls? Well, possibly. Who knows? Uh, yeah. That's it. That's the song. This is it. So this was their hit, right? Yes. Yeah, and we danced. Yes. Okay, I knew I heard of the Hooters before. That, and I'm like... This yes. wasn't a cover, was it? This was their song. This was their song. Yeah. They're American. Good Lord. Because I remember this when I was a kid, and this came out. Cause this is actually <laughs> There's some good 80s stuff out there too Oh yeah I oh, want to yeah. do an, I got a whole idea for Talking about like 80s music that We actually like That didn't just Get perverted by the radio Or yeah. get overplayed Like Summer of 69 or whatever Yeah I know this yeah. tune Yes At number 3 on the mainstream rock charts just missing the top 20 of the Hot 100, peaking at number 21. Mm-hmm. It's got a good beat, and you can dance to it. Yes. And, yeah, formed in 80. American was, rock band, The Hooters, with I their song, seven. And We Dance. That's a terrible Casey Kasem impression. Stop it, the man's dead already. He's rolling over in his grave. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Our number one song this week. From 1985 Melodica That's what they It was the nickname For Melodica Melodica What's that? Uh, keyboard harmonica Oh yeah The little uh, Yeah it's, it's like a, It's got key Piano keys on it But you blow into it Like yeah. a Like a recorder Almost like yep. And you just play The piano keys While you're And that's what And it was That was the nickname For the Hooters The Hooters Ah, you can hear it in the back, baby. Yeah. That's Is that like cool. a mandolin going on there, too? Yeah, that's a mandolin. Some reggae, ska, folk music. Reggae, ska, rock. Yeah, Eric Bazilian, lead vocals, guitar, bass, mandolin, saxophone, multi, another multi-instrumentalist. Yeah. Patty Smythe, vocals on Where Do the Children Go? That's on this out al- their album Nervous Nights. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, I know the song. Holy crap! I can't think of the last time I heard it. Again, you hear all the same '80s crap. So, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like you, like even like Nick Kershaw. You know, wouldn't yeah. it be good? But he's he's written for other people. Yeah. Thomas Dolby. Yeah, you know. Not just because he blinded me with science. Right. That was like his throwaway silly song, but yeah. it just happened to be uh, just like the dude from the New York New York Dolls, was it? Yeah, uh, Buster Poindexter? David Johansson. Was it, it was a joke. Yeah, it they, was. They, 
got he got me made more money off that stupid song than he did with any New York Dolls. Yeah, <laughs> he was trying to make, be honest with his punk rock with his band. Yeah, and then he goes and makes a throwaway novelty song and he makes like number two on the charts. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We're gonna just stop the conversation right there. Yeah, and you know what? Run out of recording room. And what a way to end that out. So, on behalf of so go dance, everybody. Dance a little bit. It's cold outside. Go find go some dance. good music and warm yourself up with a good dance. All right. So, all right. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. This has been Besides the Point. Oh, God, I keep doing that again. That's fine. Besides the Point. Just work on it in the mirror. Come back in a week and I'll grade, I'll grade you. Okay. On your, on your, before, on your progress. <laughs> good night, thanks, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah. So we'll talk to you next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Have, have, have a happy holiday. Yeah. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy. happy. Is that thanks? Oh. Yeah, I'm Sandler. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> have a good week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>